A beautiful, clear, and still sunny Wednesday evening. That means the employment hour is here on the air. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Wide open lines, ready for your phone calls. You have employment concerns, you have severance concerns, anything under that topic. We'd love to talk to you tonight. Uh, we've got a backlog of emails tonight. We'll get to a bunch of those as they piled up over the last few weeks. We uh, endeavor to clean out the email box and answer your questions via uh, that way as well. Again, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Here till 8 o'clock. Lior answering all of your questions. Bring them on. We'd love to talk to you. We always start, though, with the week that was. How are you, pal? Hey, John, thank you very much. And, and really, it has been a, a busy few weeks, a lot of people calling, a lot of questions, people that want to know about their workplace rights, uh, people that have uh, some problems, some trouble, and they want to know what they can do. How do they fix the problem or how do they extract themselves out of a bad situation at work? So that's what we do. If you have a problem in the workplace, if you've been let go, if you've been mistreated, harassed, uh, if your job has changed, if your boss is not doing something he or she is supposed to, we're here to answer your questions. I can answer them right now on the air. You can call us. You can call me at the office. And it's all about educating, informing, and also empowering by giving you the knowledge that you need to have. So let me start off, John. As you said, that the two matters that I dealt with uh, over the past uh, few days uh, that I think uh, our listeners are going to find interesting. Uh, the first matter involved a uh, gentleman that called me. He had been uh, uh, on, on probation. He started working as a supervising uh, or as a supervisor in a plant, and he started the job. He was on probation for the first three months, signed an employment agreement. After those three months, uh, his employer told him, "Well, we're going to be extending this probation. We're going to be extending it by another three months." Uh, that was just a, a verbal discussion yep. that they had. Fast forward another two and a half months, right around five and a half months, five and three quarter months, uh, the employer comes to him and says, well, we decided uh, that we're not going to keep you on. Uh, uh, it's just not working for us. So we're going to part ways, shake your hand and wish you all the best. And uh, even though we don't have to pay you anything because you're on probation, we're going to be nice and give you a week's pay. Uh, and that's that's all they did. Mm-hmm. And that's when he called me and said, is that all I get? I've been working for five and a half months. W- what gives? Do I get something else? So the answer, of course, and what I told them is you absolutely get more. Uh, You're a a five-and-a-half-month employee. It doesn't matter if they call it probation or not. Uh, This is not cause. Uh, Even though they they think or they say you're on probation, you ultimately have the same entitlements as everyone else. So he was 47 years old as a supervisor, uh, five-and-a-half months. He was owed right around three to four months' pay, three to four months' pay. So, uh, and that's exactly what I'm doing right now uh, over the next few days, Will, uh, to try to help them to get that amount. And I wanted to bring this up because a lot of people think, first of all, that just because you're a short service employee, you don't get a lot of severance. And as, as I showed in this example, that's just not the case. That's wrong. But beyond that also, people think that just because somehow they're on probation, that they don't get severance as well. That's also not the case. If you sign an employment agreement that says during the first uh, three months they can let you go without compensation, fine. Anything else, you are still owed severance if you lose your job, even if you are on probation, just like happened with this guy. So I wanted our listeners to to know that and be uh, be aware of it. What else you got going on, pal? So, yeah, the, the the second matter I talked about, I'll talk to you about, John. I got a call from a, a guy who called me after he quit. He told me that that he resigned, and he resigned because he got a performance review that he found to be very troubling. And I spoke to him, and, and my initial reaction was, "Man, that that's really bad. I wish you hadn't resigned. I wish you had called me before." 
Uh, but, I, but I asked him to send me the performance review. And, John, this was ridiculous. <laughs> it, was, it was referring to his intelligence or lack thereof. He's saying that, that he needs to develop common sense. And in the performance review, it actually threatened his job on two or three different occasions. It was not constructive. It was insulting and intimidating. And it was the type of thing that if anyone, I think, uh, got, would, would react very negatively to. So he resigned. He was so upset by it. To me, John, a performance review like that was really harassment. It was not constructive. It was not intended to give him feedback. It was intended to intimidate and to bully. So that, that to me, is a constructive dismissal whenever an employer treats you that way. So I told him, you were right to quit, and now we're pursuing this is a constructive dismissal because an employer is simply not allowed to treat you this way. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We'll get to our opening call tonight. Uh, Johnson, uh, is this, or Sonu? I, I, the name I got here is kind of weird. How are you? Hey, pal. Hello? Hey, what's your name? Uh, it's, uh, Sony, I thought it was my call screen of things like in hieroglyphics. What's uh, what's going on with you, pal? I uh, well, actually uh, just got fired today from my job. Come on. Yeah, I know. Today, I, it's not so bad. Um, I've been working at this place uh, for about eight months uh, downtown Toronto. I took a four. Uh, sorry, I took a three week vacation, and when I came back, I was supposed to work at a different site. Two days later, they fired me. Did they give you a reason? Uh, no, they gave me uh, the termination letter uh, today, and it says I was terminated without cause. Okay. How much severance or any severance uh, are they offering to pay you? Uh, they say they will pay me two weeks. Mm-hmm. Nice. Two weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. And eight and a half months. So why exactly were you doing? What kind of job? I was a building operator. Okay, got it. And and how old are you, John? I am or Sony, 28. Sorry. Sony, 28. 28. Okay. So someone in your situation is entitled to right around uh, one month's pay, uh, one month to six weeks. The, the key factors are, of course, the fact that it's short service as well as you're a young guy. So four to six weeks is what you're actually owed, not two weeks. Uh, so okay. because of that, uh, give me a call off air. I'll connect you with the paralegal that works for me. She handles matters that, that are, are kind of at the, the small claims level, if you will, and we can try to get that resolved for you and get you that extra month's pay that you owed. Okay. Uh, just one more question. When things like this happen, what if they rehire you uh, like soon after? Uh, are there any complications that way, or is it... Well, I mean, if they offer you a job and you want to accept the job, that's your right. Certainly, they don't have to offer you a job. You don't have to accept it. It's it's really up to you and them whether you want to work together. For now, because they let you go, they're allowed to let you go, but they have to pay you severance, and you're owed more than two weeks' pay. So, anyway, that number I'm going to give you right now, one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 Make that call tomorrow. Uh, John, we're going a little over, but uh, I want to get you in here. How are you? Yes, uh, I just had a quick question. Um, uh, Twenty over twenty-five years with a company, like uh, contract work, um, my mechanical engineer. But then they just let me go. But they said they don't really owe me anything because I'm a contractor. But uh, I, wow. they, they want me to sign something. They give me five thousand. So should I sign that or what should I do? No, 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 no. You're not going to sign that. Please don't sign that. You should have seen John's face when he said sign that. John was was getting really worried. No, you cannot sign that. Now, John, uh, so 25 years, were you working just full-time for them? Yeah, like 45 hours a week. And, and, wow, and how old are you, John? I'm 50. 
So someone in your situation gets somewhere between 20 to 24 months, months, not weeks, 20 to 24 months pay. Okay. So, uh, unless you make, uh, you know, a thousand bucks a year, uh, you're owed more than, uh, uh, five grand. So, uh, how much do you make, John? About 107. Wow. Okay. So someone in your situation. Well, wait. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, so you're owed significant amounts here. Okay. We don't need to be math wizards to understand that. In the eyes of the law, John, you're considered to be an employee because you work a long time, because you work full time for them, et cetera. You're not a contractor. That's absolute nonsense. So you've been wrongfully dismissed, and we need to deal with this because you have significant entitlements. Absolutely, you cannot sign. You have to give me a call first thing in the AM. Let's talk about that and, and get you everything that you're owed. John, for sure, make that call. Don't touch the pen. Just leave it there. Don't touch it. one 821 is that number you're going to call tomorrow. one 821 5900. Good opening salvo, pal. We'll get to some emails and more of your calls. We got open phone lines. That number, as you know from listening to the station your whole life, 416 870 6400, star 640 on sale. This is the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM 640. It is 717 Wednesday night. You bet. Employment Hour rolls on here. Talk Radio, AM 640. You know the number. Get on it. We want to talk to you. Nathan, good evening. How are you, pal? Good. What's happening with you? Yeah. Well, I'm making a minute. I'm. Like almost like a fifteen years. Fifteen years, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, was, I used to be a supervisor. They tell like I have a break my leg, and they to take off the supervisor position. And first two years they give me a raise for like four dollars. After that, nobody wanted to give me a raise. So for the first four years you haven't had, or for the first four years you had a raise, you haven't had a raise since, yeah. Yeah, like almost like eleven years now. I, I, I didn't get any raise. Yeah, that's not mandated, okay. is it, Leor? <laughs> yeah, so so here's the thing, uh, Nathan. There's no legal obligation on an employer to, to provide a, a raise. The law doesn't require them to provide unless there's an employment agreement that you signed that says you're going to get a raise every January or whatever it is. Then they don't have to pay a raise. Obviously, it's a good idea and it's good practice to give raises. But if they don't, it may make them a bad employer, but it's not illegal. Okay? Okay. Yeah, the problem like when they, when they take a day off, they have a uh, Covering with me, my association with two people, or sometimes three people. No, you're good. <laughs> you know, you're hard to replace, I guess, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. That's yeah. Nathan, I appreciate the call. We'll get to uh, get to Joe here. Hey, Joe, how are you? Hey, how you doing? Good, pal. What's uh, what's up? Well, I'm calling to ask my uh, son. He works for Honda plan up in Alliston. Hmm? I had an eight months uh, contract with them. And uh, just before the eight months was up, he kind of got hurt at work, and he refused to go on uh, workman's comp. So what he did is he stayed on. Anyways, then he fell sick for about uh, a week at work just before his contract was up because they renewed it every eight months. He came back with a doctor's note uh, saying that he couldn't work that whole week. And because they have a pre-call button that you call daily what, what you're missing a day for, he missed one uh, white call. They dismissed him. So I'm just wondering what he's entitled to because he's afraid to call the show. Now, it, did they let him go before the contract ended or they simply yeah, decided yeah. not to renew the contract? Yeah. No, four weeks before the contract was up. Okay, four weeks before. Now, was that his, uh, his first contract? Mm-hmm. Yes, it was mm-hmm. an eight-month contract he had with Honda. And then after okay. the eight months, they renew it, right? So, so in terms of renewal... 
because this was his first contract, uh, there's no obligation to renew it. If they had renewed it every time, you know, this was the third or fourth contract, then they, right. they would have had to essentially renew it again. But right. if, if this is the first contract, they don't have to renew it, but they do have to pay him till the end of the contract. The right. general rule is if you have a contract for a fixed period of time, and if the company right. lets you go before the contract ends, they have to pay the balance, which is four weeks. Now, the other consideration, though, is this. If they decided not to renew the contract because maybe you're, because of your son's injuries or a medical condition, that could right. be a human rights issue. That could be illegal. Right. So either way, there's enough to talk about here. At the very least, it seems that he's owed that one month's pay, and that should be easy to resolve. That could be as simple as sending a letter, and, and, and within a few days, we can get that resolved. So why don't you speak or, or, or have him call me even better at the office, and, okay. and let me help him get the, at a minimum that, and I can also explore that uh, human rights issue. Yeah, because he had a doctor's note as well for that. Right. He was off work, and as soon as he came back, they didn't even want to look at it. They just... Let go. <laughs> yeah, it seems to me like they, they were doing that because of that note or because of that medical condition. So there's t- stuff to talk about, but at a minimum, he gets that, that one month's pay. And that number again, one 821 5900 Use it tomorrow. We're going to take a short break. Brad, John, I see you guys on the line. Hang on. We will get to you. And I have other lines open if you'd like to call in as well. Don't be bashful. We'd love to talk to you. 416-870-6400, star 640. On cell 725, Monday evening. As you know, we are back Monday nights as well at 7 o'clock here. It's uh, Lior or Dave Vaughn from the firm doing the show on those nights. We'll get to uh, our phone calls again. Brad, good evening. How are you? Great. Thanks for taking my call. No worries. What's uh, what's going on with you? Oh, just uh, trucking away. Nice. <laughs> hey, um, does a company have to make so much money on, on their payroll or pay out so much before they can pay severance to uh, one of their employees if they... If they uh, lay them off or something like that? Brad, I, I love this question because th- this is one of the biggest misconceptions that people have out there that the company's payroll, the size of the company matters when it comes to severance. So, so let me clarify that for, for those that, that have not heard me speak about this before. The answer is all companies have to pay severance. doesn't matter if you have one employee, a thousand employees, if your payroll is a hundred thousand or two million, you have to pay severance. Now, a person's minimum entitlements may depend on uh, the size of the payroll, but a person's full severance entitlements are going to be exactly the same, Brad, whether you work for a company with one employee or a thousand employees. It's based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. That's it. It's not based on the company's size. So if you lost your job and if you're with a small company, yes, you get payroll, you get, the, uh, sorry, you get severance, you get the same severance as someone that works for a big company. Wow, that's good then. Because um, this person phoned the um, ministry and they were told they have to be over a million dollar salary mm-hmm. company. And so they're, they're not expecting to get any severance when they um, lay off or close the doors at this place. Yeah, the ministry, welcome to our nightmare. Yeah, welcome to our nightmare. They can only advise someone with respect to minimum entitlements, not full entitlements. Your friend or whoever you're talking about has to call me right away because I can tell them exactly how much they're owed and absolutely they get severance, 100%. We'll get to another call. John, thanks for hanging in, pal. What's going on? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Good. Um, I had a uh, job back in uh, 2012 is when I was uh, uh, let go. I was injured back in 2010. And then when I came came back to work off of, uh, well, I was forced back to work off of um, WSIB because the previous company 
wanted to get a sales in position to sell to another company and they didn't want anybody on injury is what we determined had happened. So basically when they put me into uh, light duty work, put a broom in my hand, they killed me within an hour. Where my other work, it was uh, driving a uh, truck and right. doing different jobs, different type of jobs all, all the time. I had no problem doing it. But when they stuck me in a tractor trailer and send me out through Toronto traffic using clutching for two hours at a time, they killed me in no time at all. So, John, here's the so, thing. Uh, unfortunately, you're out of time. There's a two-year limitation period to pursue anything to do with employment. Uh, in your case, you're sounds like four or five years off. So uh, you would have had recourse at the time. Potentially, there could have been a constructive dismissal. They can't just change your job this way. Uh, but unfortunately, nothing that can be done about this now. Uh, you're, you're, you're beyond the limitation period. What if it's uh, the part of this is still hanging in limbo because of WSIB through a... It, it, it uh, does, no, it doesn't matter, unfortunately. It, it doesn't change the recourses against the employer. Uh, it's two years from whenever the thing happens, whatever the thing is, in your case, the thing being that they changed your job. Uh, so, no, unfortunately, there's nothing that you could do about it right now. Uh, Lior at employmenthour.com. By the way, I mentioned emails off the top of the show, L-I-O-R at employmenthour.com. We'll get to a quick one here before we uh, take a break and line up more of your phone calls. Glenn writes in, says, my employer just posted for my replacement on a job site. Nothing was said to me. I feel, uh, well, embarrassed and humiliated. Can I just quit and make them pay me severance? Well, you know, it's an interesting question. Uh, and the, the thing is, if they post on a site, uh, and, and that alone does not necessarily allow you to quit and get severance. That said, if it's in fact embarrassing, if other people know about it, they've seen it, they know that uh, that they're looking to let you go as soon as they they find someone and you know people are talking, maybe there's some fingers being pointed, at that point, you the, uh, a poisoned work environment is created. So you may at that point be able to leave and require them to pay you severance. On the other hand, if no one really knows, no one really noticed, no one's talking about it, it hasn't really changed the job for you, then that would not necessarily be enough for you to quit and require them to pay severance. What you would have to do is if, in fact, they let you go at some point, maybe they find a replacement and decide to let you go, we then have to make sure that you get all the severance that you're owed. But in the meantime, unless the work environment has become poisoned, my advice is to stick it out. And uh, when the time comes, let's make sure you get the severance. Lior at employmenthour.com is email. we got to open the phone lines wide open. Feel free to give us a call. you got about a half hour to get your uh, your questions and your queries in here. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. More of the Employment Hour coming right up. Yeah, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale to chat with Lior tonight. you got concerns about your job, your severance, or anything underneath that uh, particular umbrella. Greg, good evening. Welcome to the show. Good evening. Thanks for taking my call. No worries. What's going uh, on? I work for a, uh, well, I still work for a charity for about the last five years, and I just had my hours reduced from full-time to three days a week, uh, resulting in a 40% pay reduction. I just don't know what to do about it. There's no employment contract or anything like that was ever signed. That's good. And, and you're not part of a union? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. So how long have you been there total? Five years. And when did this change actually happen? Uh, Friday passed. Okay, so very recent. So, so here's the thing: uh, they certainly cannot make a change like this. Did they tell you for how long it's going to be? Uh, they said until they get more more funds and more funding, and uh, no, no, no time was given. Yeah. 
Now, even though I can understand the companies, you know, need to do this, they're not allowed to do it uh, legally unless they sign an unless you sign an agreement that expressly gives them the power to do it, which you haven't. Then, then no. no. So you have an option here, Greg. Uh, the option is you can accept this change and continue working and hope for the best, or you have the option of treating th- this change, this reduction as a termination. We call this a constructive dismissal. And for you, uh, how old are you, Greg? Uh, 51. So you'd be looking at potentially as much as eight, even nine months pay is what you'd be owed here. So it's a significant amount. The problem with accepting this reduction is twofold. Number one, if they let you go down the road, they'll have to pay you less severance because at that point, the severance will be calculated on the basis of this reduced salary. And also by accepting this change, you potentially give them the right to do it again in the future. So, so my advice is, <laughs> yeah, my the, advice the skinny is, of it is the yes. severance that you're owed, Greg, uh, eight to nine months pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's the lesson. Yeah, that's it. I'll give you the uh, the number right now, Greg. It's a one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five. 821-5900. He gets it. Got it right away. Just call Lior. You got it. Uh, Lori, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Excellent. What's your concern tonight? Uh, just a issue that I had, excuse me, at a previous uh, employment. Um, I was a front of house manager for a restaurant. Yep. And I was only there for about four months. Um, and I ran into quite a few issues about um, gender discrimination. I felt anyways, and I, um, uh, one particular scenario happened, and um, I literally was make, I was doing an interview, and um, the owner approached the table and asked the interviewee um, who he was trying to impress, me or my male supervisor who I brought along to the interview with, and I couldn't believe my ears that he was asking this question, and um, when the interviewee said, uh, well, Lori, don't all women rule the world as a kind of, you know, trying to, you know, just make it a comfortable situation. Um, he swore at him and said, are you kidding me? Okay. Okay. And that basically I belonged in the kitchen. And I was really so what, what happened? Did you end up uh, quitting? I, I, I walked out. I, got, I, I vented my, like, I was disgruntled about it and I was not very pleased with the way that he treated me. And I just couldn't believe it, and uh, I walked out. And I now, did did you find a job at some point afterwards? Uh, yes, uh, it took me a long while, um, I, but I actually took a, a serving job um, just because I wasn't able to find anything within, uh, you know, the front app management position. Now, Lori, how long ago was this since you uh, uh, quit? Uh, this was um, beca- uh, February-ish. February of this year. Uh, no, of last year. Of last year. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, so, so here's the thing, uh, Lori. Obviously, and, and you know this, and hopefully our listeners know that an employer can't treat someone like that. They, they can't uh, mistreat you. They can't talk down to you. They certainly can't discriminate or, or, or put you down on the basis of, of uh, your gender. Uh, so that, that's unacceptable in this day and age, and, and the law comes down really hard on an employer. Now, that means two things. Number one, it means that there's potentially a human rights claim here in the sense that your rights have been violated. also means that even though you're the one that quit, the law may consider this a constructive dismissal. In other words, you quit for a good reason. You didn't just quit because you didn't want to work there. You quit because they put you in this difficult situation. So you could be owed severance. The severance could be a couple of months, pay two, three months even. 
potentially some human rights entitlements as well. The difficulty in a situation like this is always proving what happened. But let's talk off here. Let's talk about who else may be able to corroborate what you said and, and other ways to prove it. And yeah, you may re- have a, a potential claim against this employer on both the termination front and the human rights front. So there's certainly a lot to talk about, Lori. Okay. Okay. All right, Lori, appreciate that. The number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred goes for you as well. If you're not calling in tonight, always keep that number you with. Uh, we'll take a, a quick break here again, and we'll get to another phone call and see you there. Hang on the line, and for you as well, four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. More of the employment hour is straight ahead here. Seven forty four Wednesday evening. Love taking your calls here. The employment hour up till eight o'clock. We will uh, get to uh, as many as we can. And thank you for hanging through the uh, the short break there. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's so? Uh, what's your concern, Leo? Is there? Uh, well, my husband's been at the same job for about twenty-one years. Uh, he went off on uh, disability and then became permanently disabled, and he's been away from his job for fourteen years. Uh, almost two summers ago, he had a double lung transplant, and right now uh, is currently healthy, or certainly healthier than he was, because he was going to die, and. Uh, so now he's been almost, uh, like I said, this summer will be two years. Well, the insurance company now is knocking on our door saying, are you going to come back to work? And he takes about 35 pills a day mm. at different times during the day, um, different and different kinds of medication for, you know, the big one is rejection and yep. so on. And he worked in a type of job where it was, um, paper business. So there was a lot of fibers and inks and, all that kind of thing. So he's really nervous to go back to that. And the, the uh, press that he was working on at the time is no longer there. He's been right. 14 years away from his employer, and he's nervous as hell. He doesn't know if he has a leg to stand on or not. So from an insurance standpoint, the insurance may not necessarily care whether he goes back to, to the same job, or from their perspective, they want and hope that he could go back to some other job, even if he's you know, somewhere else, that he should look for work and go work somewhere else. And from their perspective, they may cut him off if they think that he's able to work at any job uh, yeah. and he's not doing it. Now, I take it that his doctor is supporting him in the sense that he can't work? He can do something. They just don't know what he can do. Okay. Just because you have to protect his lungs, of course. I mean, that's his, sure. you know, that's his biggest fear is he's going to either go through rejection or they're going to get damaged somehow. Or, you know, like I said, right now he's currently healthy. And, but, I mean, that goes day to day. That can change in 24 hours. I mean, if he gets a flu, he can die, basically. Yeah. You know, that's no, I, when you're I, on I any rejection drugs. And, yeah. So that's his, that's his big fear is that if he goes out to work in a public place, you know, he won't be able to protect himself. I mean, he's very careful, you know, mm-hmm. shaking hands and stuff like that. And, right. And so he's just nervous as hell. 21, year, 21 years at the same job with the same employer, you know, he doesn't know what to do with it. He doesn't know if, if, they'll, if they're going to – then they probably, you know, if they could cut them off, cut, cut, cut them off because he, they've done that once before. And I, you know, I researched yeah. and fought and, and got it back on and got him um, six months back pay and stuff like that. But so, now he's had a Here's what we need so. to do. 
because mm-hmm. it does seem like they're, they're, they're thinking or getting ready to, to potentially cut them off. We need to, to let them know they can't do that preemptively so we don't have to get into a big fight later. The best way right. to do that is to let them know, you know, me, my colleagues, to let them know that, hey, we're, we're, we're on this. We're on you. We're, we're going to be looking at you very carefully because he's not able to work. And, and, and if you cut him off, there's going to be a problem. So mm-hmm. essentially let them know that you are protected, that you, that you have uh, legal representation looking at this. And in many cases, that could prevent them or at least make them think twice before they cut him off. So I, I want agree. you to give me a call at the office. I'm going to connect you with Sivan Tumark and my partner who deals okay. exclusively with these issue, insurance issues, with disability okay. insurers. He is the best when it comes to these things. Uh, and, and we can hope, hopefully get them off your back. And certainly if they do cut you off or, sorry, cut your husband off, we'll be right. able to deal with that and make sure that, that we, we fix that uh, right away. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Because like I said, he's nervous as a cat. Like they told sure. him they'll let it go one year and this year will be his second year. So they said they'll call back and see how he's feeling in a year's time. But he's, like right. I said, he's worried the hammer's coming when, mm-hmm. when they call back in June, right? So, so, so give us a call. Definitely. And that uh, number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. I think it, it's as, as uh, Savannah talks about. It's it's not at this point. It's not doing his own job. It's by any job by which he's qualified for through training, education, exactly. or experience. Right. That's Even what they're if it's looking a, at. Not operating the press. Something right. else. Exactly. It's a broader definition. Yeah. So we we want to make sure that certainly if he's that sensitive to to the outside environment, he doesn't seem like he can work at this point. So we want to get the insurance company off his back. Again, uh, and one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. I'll get to a, a quick email here before we uh, take a break. Fran writes in, says, I've been on layoff for almost six months collecting EI. I spoke with the owner of the uh, company today, and they don't know if they'll be calling me back. Am I owed something? Well, and absolutely you're, you're owed uh, something. You're owed severance. In fact, you would have been owed severance mm-hmm. six months ago when the company first laid you off. Uh, when, whenever you're on a layoff, the company doesn't actually have a right to do that in a sense that you can treat the layoff as a termination and get severance. So if your employer puts you on a layoff, you can treat it now, in this case, uh, as a termination. Why would you sit at home uh, waiting, hoping, and praying that they'll call you back? Get your severance, move on, and find another job. Uh, you know, you owe that to yourself and your family. Give me a call. Let's talk about how much you're owed, and let's get that for you. It's not complicated. It's quite straightforward, and then uh, that's the best thing you can do right now. We'll take a, a short break, our last one for the evening, before we go straight through till uh, till 8 o'clock. Yeah, we got some open lines here. You want to call us or call us back if you didn't get through, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Employment Hour continues right here on a Wednesday evening. Talk Radio, AM 640. Hey, still got a few minutes to get a hold of us here as we uh, wind down for another Wednesday evening on the Employment Hour. And, uh, you know, there are several times uh, this, this show and every show, you always ask people, you know, how long you've been working there, how old are you, what your position is. Basically, you're getting a severance going, and it's a severance calculator you're doing in your head. But there's uh, there's a way anybody can do that and have the knowledge that you do, right? The severance pay calculator. We'd be uh, remiss if we didn't mention it this show, for sure. We, we would be remiss. Mm. And, and one of the, the most uh, important things that an employment lawyer can do and, and do accurately is assess the amount of severance someone is owed if they lost their job. Uh, and, and the main factors that go into that, John, are the person's age, position, and length of employment. So because it's such an important thing, I wanted to make that information accessible to everyone, which is why I created the Severance Calculator. So it's available online. It's free. It's severancepaycalculator.com. 
And now you can have the same information uh, that I, I provide on the show, that I provide in consultations. You will input your position, your age, the length of your employment, and then the calculator tells you whether you're owed two months, six months, 12 months, anything else at all, and then you know. So whether you just lost your job and you're worried about whether your severance is fair or you're very happy in your job, things are going great, but you know, in the back of your mind, you've always been curious, hey, what would I get if they did let me go? Well, you can find out right now. Go to severancepaycalculator.com. Free, anonymous, easy to use. Check it out. Make sure it's the very first place you go to if you or anyone else that you know lose their job. Got a couple uh, more emails here to get through. If, uh, we got a few minutes. Richard says, I'm about to leave my current job to take a position with a different company. This is a very uh, difficult decision for me because I've been with the company for 10 years. What do I need to watch out for if and when I sign a new employment agreement? Well, very good question, and I'm, I'm glad you asked that. The main thing you want to be careful of uh, when you accept a new job is that you're not making it easier on the new company to let you go with little to no severance, okay? If you're walking away from a job for 10 years, uh, right now you have certain severance entitlements if this company let you go. If you're going to leave this company, you don't want to sign an agreement that says, I can let you go with almost no severance. Can you imagine you, you, you leave this secure job for 10 years, you start a new job, and six months later they'll let you go, and because you signed an agreement that limits your entitlements, you get a week's pay. That's horrible. That's a terrible situation. So... Because you're not desperate to leave, because you have a job, you can afford to negotiate. So I want you to negotiate some good severance terms. I want something that says that if you're let go, you're going to be provided with at least three or four months pay plus an additional one month for every year of service, something that, that's good and generous like that, that will give you some security. You also don't want to agree to a probationary term. Why leave a secure job to take a, a position where you're on probation? Nonsense. You should never agree to that. You also want to make sure that the, the, the employment agreement that you signed does not give the employer the power to change your job, to change your compensation, to relocate you. Be very, very careful about these things. The best advice I can give you is if you, if and when you're offered a, a document to sign an employment agreement, it's so important that you call me. Let me take a look at it especially if you're going to be leaving a secure job. You have to be very, very careful. Lior at employmenthour.com is that email address. Uh, talking about the calculator, Marianne wrote, uh, wrote us uh, an email, said the dentist uh, I work for is about to retire and close his practice. I asked about severance, and he had no idea what I was talking about. I've worked for him as a hygienist for 10 years. Am I owed anything? Well, you know, John, if I had a dime for every time I get a question like, like this or, you know, a variation of it, someone that works in the doctor's office, a dentist's office, chiropractor Medical office, community, yeah. Yeah, in the medical community in general. And, and, you know, as good as these guys and, and girls are as doctors, as physicians, as, as healers, they're, they're equally bad when it comes to employment law and understanding their employees' <laughs> workplace rights. So, yes, of course, after all these years, you're going to be owed severance based on your age, position, and length of employment. For now, what you need to do is you're going to continue working because you have a job. Uh, I don't want you to, to quit. I don't want you to give the employer the, a reason to let you go. You're going to do your very best until you're told you no longer have a job. At that point, you're going to call me, and I will make sure that you get everything that you're owed. In the meantime, you can check out the severance calculator to get a sense of what you would be owed. But the time to deal with that would be as soon as you lose that job, as soon as the job is over. Yes, you do get severance. And by the way, I'm assuming you're not the only employee 
that's affected by this. So tell your colleagues the same thing, that they have entitlements, that they are owed severance. And when the time comes, give me a call and we'll deal with it, get them everything that they're owed. And they're probably, they're under the impression because they figure, oh, they, I mean, they're shutting down the practice and my job's vaporizing. Why would I get anything? Not the case. Not the yeah, case. and it's a small practice probably, right. maybe one, two, three employees. And so maybe that's going to impact it. Not the case at all. As I said earlier uh, in response to a call, even a very small company pays severance. In fact, the same amount of severance as the larger employer. So yeah, that happens all the time. I see with doctor's offices. It is what it is. Yes, you get severance. Give me a call. Let's talk about that and make sure you get every dollar that you're owed. Jimmy said, just received notice that our office will be shutting down in 12 months, one year. Want to leave and take another job. Can I get severance? What do I do? So if you got notice uh, that your job is terminated in, in a year and in the meantime you decide to leave because you found another job, no, you don't get severance. You're considered to have quit. Right. Now, if you waited it out till the end, depending on, on your age, position, and length of employment, you may actually still be owed some severance on that back end. But if you quit before the end date, unfortunately, no, there would be no severance owed to you. Another good show, my friend. We'll, uh, we'll take it for tonight. In the meantime, you need to get a hold of Lior. Simple, simple, simple. 1-855-821-5900. 1-855-821-5900. Emails Lior, at, uh, that's L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. And, of course, always have and check out the severance pay calculator. If you find out what your severance should be, the numbers are there. It takes you about 30 seconds to use that tool on an iPad or Android, your cell phone. Check it out. Till next time, Employment Hour, right here, Talk Radio, AM 640.